We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Ross Tucker, Odyssey NFL insider, host of the Ross Tucker podcast. The longer this is a close game, the worse it is for the Ravens. And I think the Lions will play well and keep it close, but ultimately run out of steam the 49ers get back to the super bowl again analyst for westwood one bully ball up front it's just inside zone to the left that's as physical of a play as you get ross tucker with mully and haw on 670 the score if wildest dreams by taylor swift came on i would rock out because that song's awesome (laughs) on the line is odyssey nfl insider ross tucker Insider Calls brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. And Ross, of course, joins us on the score hotline, which uh, which is powered by IBEW Local 9, Chicago's original powerhouse since 1892. Ross, good morning. How you doing? Good morning, fellas. I am doing fantastic. Uh, I'm a little bit sad that I'm done broadcasting games until August, but it was a really cool day. Absolutely loved it. And I, we got it next year. We got to talk to the powers that be at Odyssey or we got to make this a weekly. Cause I just got to hear the opens that you guys put together for me. <laughs> I mean, you guys make me sound so good right there. There's about 10 other things I said that I was probably wrong about, but you guys just played the stuff that sounds like I'm right. I love it. <laughs> well, we'd love that, Ross, because we love your insight. And in your wildest dreams, did you ever think you'd be on the field interviewing Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and Taylor Swift <laughs> after the AFC well, I did not interview. I did not interview Taylor, okay. uh, to be fair. I just um, – so I've, I've – uh, it was the third time I've talked to her. I, I think I told you guys before. She's from my hometown. You know that, right? Yep, right. She knows yeah, who yeah. you so are. I, yeah. Yeah, so it's funny because I, I met her uh, 2007 when she was opening for Brad Paisley at the Allentown Fair. I was actually on her, like, motorhome with her dad and my wife, and then she came on. It was a little bit like, hey, these random people are looking at my bed. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then uh, 2015, I was doing a Titans game, and we went to a concert down there, and then – I went to a concert in um, in the spring in Philly. Didn't get a chance to see her there, but uh, I'm pretty good friends with her dad. He's really into football, so he's probably loving. In fact, I know he's loving the, the Travis Kelsey thing. But anyway, I, I was standing next to her because I was waiting. If you if you do the game for Western One because they have NFL rights, right after the trophy presentation, you get to interview the the head coach and the quarterback. So I'm like right next to the steps at the bottom. And she's there. And, man, like, I think she might legitimately have more security than the president does. You know, I mean, there's like, <laughs> there's like six people surrounding her, and there's no way anybody could get, you know, within five feet of her probably. But I was probably right at five feet. So I was like, man, she's not going to remember me. I've seen her once when 
2007, what, 2015. So I pulled up a picture on my phone of um, from the concert in Philly in May when my daughters were with her dad. And I showed her the picture. I said, Taylor, I'm, I'm, I'm Ross Tucker from what I showed her the picture. I go, I'm Ross Tucker from my missing. And she goes, Oh yeah, I know you. I know you. So um, many people are saying we're best friends now, guys. I'm not sure. <laughs> like we didn't, we didn't exchange numbers, Your but besties. I'm pretty sure we're best friends. That's great. I, how great would it have been if I said to her, I know you. <laughs> That's great. That is outstanding. You should have I given her a though, friendship bracelet. Yeah. Yeah, no, really. In all sincerity, um, this is probably at least the sixth year. It is at least the sixth year that I've been on the sideline for the conference championship game for Western One. One of my coolest gigs of the year. Because because they have the NFL rights, I'm allowed to be inside like the roped off area. Right. And to be around the players, the the head coach, the GM, the owners, and then their families come out there right when they're experiencing one of the best moments of their lives. It's so cool. I mean, this is the second time in three years that the first guy I interviewed was, was balling. A couple of years ago, uh, it was Joe Mixon. And Joe Mixon was just, you know, Joe Mixon had that issue in college and he was just crying and crying, saying he's how much he appreciated the Brown family for giving him a chance in Cincinnati. And then yesterday, it's really surprised. Legereus Sneed, you know, I thought he had the biggest play of the game, obviously. He was crying. I mean, he was like bawling. So my first two questions are like, why are you crying? What, what about this makes you so emotional? So, you know, to be around people and to see the joy they're experiencing with their loved ones in one of the best moments of their life, and then to be able to ask them about it, it is, it is so cool. Really, really cool. Insider Calls are brought to you by Old Spice Gentleman's Blend Body Wash, providing exfoliation plus 24-7 moisturization because men have skin too. Okay, Ross, you were emotional. It was great for the Chiefs. How surprised were you by the outcome and what the Chiefs were able to do defensively against Lamar Jackson? Pretty surprised, yeah. Now, I thought it would be a close game, and I thought it was a, a, a coin toss game. That's why I, on the Even Money Betting Podcast, I loved getting the Chiefs in three-and-a-half points. Never understood that. I mean, hmm. I didn't think the Ravens were going to blow out the Chiefs in the playoffs, and so to be able to get more than a field goal, love that on the Even Money Podcast. But um, And I also thought, guys, that the more it was a close game, the worse it was for the Ravens. Chiefs have just been a part of those so long, and the Ravens had so many blowouts this year. I was stunned by the way the Chiefs just marched on those first two touchdown drives. Although I'll give Mike McDonald, the D coordinator for the the Ravens, a lot of credit. He adjusted. They got a field goal the whole rest of the game. I mean, their last, whatever it was, eight possessions, they got a field goal. And even that field goal was after the Van Noy and uh, Travis Jones unnecessary roughness penalty. So after those first two drives where Mahomes and Kelsey were just magical, they shut them down. The thing is, I was just disappointed that it felt like the Ravens got away from who the Ravens are. And we just saw the Bills run all over the Chiefs. Like, 
why the Ravens didn't run more. I mean, multiple short yardage runs where you're giving the ball to Justice Hill out of the gun when you have Gus Edwards. I'm convinced, guys. And, and the reason why I'm not shocked by these games yesterday, I've often said this. I do think playoff pedigree matters. And I do think on some level you have to walk a little bit before you run. And so the Ravens, they had a win, and they got to the conference championship game. They walked this year, right? The Lions, they won a couple games, got to a conference championship game. But it just seems like the teams that are more used to being in those situations with the pedigree of the Niners recently and the Chiefs, it's like they believe the whole time they're going to win, and the other teams either make the dumb mistakes or, like the Lions, just flat out, you know, pee down their leg and, and, and it costs them. It's unbelievable how that happens in big moments of sporting events. Like the, 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 the fumbles, the interception off Vildor's face mask, the oh. drops by Josh Reynolds, like that stuff does not happen in regular season games. And it all happened in a five minute period. <laughs> and, and I got to tell you, like, I'm so glad you put it that way because I think when you look at Mahomes and you look at the way that he plays, at the it, there were spots in that game where I think they, the, the center was sliding the ball back. And the ball was not yes. in the air. And he, there and were he, low snaps a uh, couple times. And he's totally unfazed. He just picks the ball up, and then he makes whatever play he's going to make. Guys are holding around him. There are things happening around him, and he's just making plays. He literally gets punched in the face at one point, and he get, he just takes the penalty, moves on. It, it's the composure that that guy has is worth a bundle. I, I mean, I cannot believe that this quickly after the Brady Belichick thing that there's another guy that's doing what Mahomes is doing right now. You know, it is so hard to win playoff games and to win more. I mean, ask the Eagles, ask the Cowboys, like ask the Buffalo Bills. Like it is, it is hard. Mm. And for the Chiefs to be in six straight conference championship games, four Super Bowls in six years. And I asked, uh, I asked Andy Reid if it meant more winning these last two on the road. And he said, yeah, it, it really does. You know, like they knew that people were saying that they knew that people were saying that about him. And then I asked Mahomes, I really thought on the third down at the end of the game that they would run it because it was two minutes and 19 seconds left. So I thought they might run it to get it all the way down to the two-minute warning. And Mahomes looked at me and was like, no chance. <laughs> like, right? like, they – I mean, it's unbelievable. Like, we just mentioned all the mistakes the Ravens made and, and the Lions made. Meanwhile, you know, they the, 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 the Chiefs – throw the ball deep down the middle to Valdez Scantling, and he catches that one? I mean, it's just – it's like it's unbelievable like how certain teams seemingly make those plays, and it's the Chiefs, and to a lesser extent, the Niners. But yet, uh, he's just – he's really, really, really impressive. It's hard to believe he could be this good and win this many games when there's so many plays, like you point to this, this play or that play or that play. I'd also say this, guys. I thought Spagnolo outcoached Munkin. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, you know, I, I thought that was a significant factor in the game too. 
Why doesn't he get more looks when you're talking about head coaching opportunities? Because what he's done with this chief defense, he does have experience, but especially yesterday, that's a signature effort. That's something that you look back at. Why did the Chiefs get to the Super Bowl? Of course, Patrick Mahomes is there. Kelsey is there. But that defense, much better than a lot of people expected it to be. Uh, two things that jump out. Number one, his age. I think he's 64. And num- Which, by the way, just cracks me up, right? Like, you know how many coaches get fired after a year or two now? And we act like we're worried about a guy that, you know, people are like one of the negatives on Belichick is he might only be there for three years, bro. This is the NFL. It's like dog years. Three years is like 21 (laughs) years of real life. So true. Like, like, what are you talking about? Three, three years. Like that reminds me of um, Top Gun when, you know, they're not able to get Maverick up there. And the guy like the, the, whatever name is on the, on the ship is like, 10 minutes. This thing will be over in five minutes. You know, like for me with these older coaches, three years, this thing will be over in a year or two. You know, the GM will be fired. Everybody will be blown out. Like, why are you worried about three years? But I will say uh, there's no doubt in my mind that owners care greatly about how these hires will be perceived. And so the reason why I think a big reason why Belichick didn't get hired, you guys know, I do cheat on you. I go on with other stations in other cities sometimes. <laughs> and Atlanta, D.C., Carolina, they didn't want him, guys. Like, no, none of the sports talk radio guys were pushing for him, for Belichick. And in particular, the fans, it was 75% no, 25% yes in all of those cities. I think that matters. And so for Spags, you got an older guy. And anytime a guy has been he's considered a retread and fired somewhere else, in the mind of, you know, fans, even though we've seen Pete Carroll, we've seen Bill Belichick, we've seen great examples of guys get a second chance and really do well, in the minds of the fans, it's like he must stink because it didn't work out somewhere else and he got fired. So, like, I, don't, I just don't think that many people would be that, high, that, that, that fired up. If they hired Spags, hmm. fans. Hmm. I, I I might be better though if like Andy and I, I everyone. There's rumors that he might hang it up, which would be insane given that you got why a quarterback. Do well, exactly. I mean, uh, barring health issue, there's no reason. Has, like yeah. guys, he 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 has a great chance, great chance to be considered the best coach of all time. I mean, with Mahomes right now. The run they're on, I don't know how many they're going to get, but if if they if they get a couple more, and then you combine it with the sustained success he had in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. with what they get to four or five, five in a row, games, five in a yeah, row, yeah, I mean, title games. So now he's he's had a run where he went to five straight NFC title games and six straight AFC title games. That is insane. Yeah. And I know people are like, oh, but how many Super Bowls did he win? That is more impressive to me than winning. And I know he's won two, but that's more impressive than if he won one more Super Bowl. 11 straight conference championship games, like in two different stints, that's crazy. Is he going to win another one? I mean, who do you like in this game? We were By talking the way, about the quarterback I, I story. Yeah. yeah. M- Molly, forget even the quarterback story, okay? I saw the line came out. Where the Niners, I don't know, I'm sure it's moved. But last night, I saw where the Lions came out. 
I mean, the Niners came out as two and a half point favorites. Are they out of their yeah. mind? I, I think it's one now. I think. I think. Are they kidding me? A point. Yeah. I, I don't understand. I mean, I'm gonna. I got to ask my wife now. I'll put every dollar I have on the cheat. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I mean, I, and I and I know it's football and anything can happen, but the Chiefs, I felt like, were clearly the better team in all three playoff games. I don't know that the Niners were the better team in either game. Hmm. I mean, the Packers were clearly better than the Niners, I thought. And they had seven different plays that if they went the other way, they would have won that game. And then the Lions, I thought, really just kind of peed down their leg. I didn't think that the Niners were necessarily the better team. The Chiefs, I thought they were better than the Bills. They were better than the Dolphins. I thought they were better than the Ravens. Now, the Ravens controlled the second half, but the Chiefs were still the better team. And so I'll, I'll be recommending on all of my shows the Chiefs without any hesitation in my mind, especially because late in the game, again, you go playoff pedigree, man, I got a lot more faith. And I know Purdy's made the plays the last couple games, and I do think Purdy deserves more credit than he gets, but I'm taking Mahomes over Purdy late in the game. And I'm taking Andy Reid over Shanahan late in the game. <laughs> yeah. Quickly, Ross, what did you think of Dan Campbell's decision to uh, bypass the field goal halfway through the fourth quarter with a chance to tie and momentum getting away and going for it on fourth down on brand, but was it on point? Yeah, so I'm glad you asked me this, David. So first of all, the decision late in the game on the two-yard line to run the ball, that is unacceptable. You cannot run the ball on third down there and then have to blow a timeout and then have to kick an onside kick. That was asinine. People are talking about the field goals. That was ridiculous. You cannot run the ball there. You cannot do that. And so that, that one bothered me way more than the field goals. You know, if, we, if you watch, guys, there are teams going for on fourth downs that they never used to. And it's happening. The Chiefs did it. The Ravens did it. The Lions, of course, do it. And I think it's good. You know, if you think about it, if the defense is, like, not happy that you're going for it on fourth down, that's probably a pretty good sign, Right. So I'm, I'm in favor of teams being more aggressive on fourth down. What I would say, though, and I want to get an analytics guy on my show, the Ross Tucker podcast this week, to ask him about this. Not all fourth down decisions are equal. In other words, right. you know, it might, let's say it's fourth and two when you're at the 30-yard line, okay? It might say, hey, rather than the 47-yard field goal with your kicker who's only kicking 80% in that range, you should go for it here. Okay, I, I, I can, I, we can have that argument. But what if the field goal makes it a three-score game again? You know what I mean? Like, to go from 24-10 back up to 27-10, not all field goal touch, not all go-for-it field goal decisions are created equal. And the same goes for what you're saying, David, in the fourth quarter when the field goal would have tied. It's not like, hey, this will make it a three-point game or – this will give us a six-point lead. When it's the difference between tying the game or not, when it's the difference between making it a three-score game or not, like, in other words, even if the, the first time the Lions went for it, even if they got that, and then they go down and score a touchdown, it's still a three-score game. So the difference between a 7.3-score, you know, a 21.3-score game and a 17.3-score game is not as significant as a three-score game and a two-score game. They're not all created equal, and I just wonder whether they're really taking that into account 
or if it's Dan Campbell just being like, this is who we are, man, we're aggressive. And I like it, and we were teammates in Dallas, but I, I, I'm dying to know the process whereby they're making these decisions because a lot of times I don't even see Dan, who I love, saying anything. Right. Like, you would think he'd be talking to somebody and being like, all right, give me the number. Like, give me where, where are we at on this. But it's like he's already decided we're going for it. We're full throttle. I, I wonder if it's just gut or if he is taking some information into account. That's, that is a great point, just watching the game. Okay, Ross, we'll let you go, and we appreciate your time. We look at life through the straw that shows us the Chicago Bears. So we look at this Super Bowl game, and we say to ourselves, do you want to have the best quarterback if you have a shot at the elite quarterback do you take it so you can keep going to Super Bowls a la Patrick Mahomes, who they missed on famously? And Or the alternative would be if you traded that pick for that quarterback, you could gain some – you might be able to get four pro bowlers on your offense and a couple – another pass rusher to go with. Do you, do you go the Niners route and say it doesn't matter, the quarterback is – kind of irrelevant if he works in my system or do you say we've got to try to get the great quarterback and and get him in the Super Bowl on an annual basis yeah I I I think and I and I love Justin Fields and he played awesome in that in that Falcons game I called you know I think it's an uphill battle for him to ever be a top 10 quarterback uh certainly a top five quarterback and I think your best chance for sustained success in NFL is if you have a top 10, top five guy. And if you feel like with the number one overall pick, you really feel like you have a great chance to get a top 10, top five guy, you got to do it. I mean, guys, look at, look at the Houston Texans and CJ Stroud. The guy totally flipped the franchise and they have a good scheme. And D'Amico Ryan's a good head coach and all of that. But when you have a top five guy, it's hard to describe to you what that does for an entire organization. And it's, I don't know if it's a conscious thing or a subconscious thing, but when I played in New England, 05 and 06 till they traded me, you get late in these games, guys, you know you're going to win because you got the guy. Like, you got the guy. And when I played in Buffalo and I love Bledsoe, I thought, we're going to win. We got Bledsoe. I didn't know we were going to win. Then I played with quarterbacks that were not good, and you're like, oh, man, I hope this guy can do it. <laughs> if you have a top five guy like, like the Chiefs do, those guys go into every game they play 1,000% convinced they're winning the game because they have Mahomes. And I think that power of positive thinking, that belief, and even just in New England, you know, Belichick thought it was him, right? He thought it was the Patriot way. That got everybody motivated. It wasn't that. Nobody wanted to let down Tom. Everybody knew how good he was, how much time he put in, how much he cared about it. The key, the secret sauce, was nobody wanted to let him down and be the one that cost him the game or cost him the championship. The Chiefs have that now. If the Bears can get a guy, whether it's Caleb Williams or May or whoever, if the Bears can get a guy who's a top-five guy, I, and they truly believe that, I think you have to do that. Ross, great stuff. Really appreciate the time. Love the conversation. Thank you. Thanks, Ross.
Of course. Always, guys. See ya.